Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They will be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You are encouraged to call in and share your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Are you ready for your dose of hope? You're listening to Pause I Am Radio. Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. This evening, my fabulous co-host, Jeremy Dunn, is joining me. Jeremy, I got some static. You got static? Yeah, I got some static on your end. Oh, that's weird. I don't have any static at all. I'm actually standing out in the street. That's probably what you're hearing. Okay. Well, for a second there, it was a little fuzzy. So, how are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm just... Uh, so, so, I have to apologize to the listeners now, because... I, I'm I'm literally a procrastinator, and um, and I've waited to the last minute to do my laundry because I'm go- actually going to Ottawa, Canada, first thing in the morning. So, um, it, yeah, I've waited too long. <laughs> oh well, it happens. What do you expect? It certainly does. So, uh, oh look, my my laundry is actually ready uh, to go into the dryer now. So that's that's a good thing. So I'm I'm sending in the laundry mat here in Jackson Heights, Queens. <laughs> just for your entertainment so first I exactly. want to wish all the mothers out there listening a happy mother's day yeah you know it, I, I sent flowers to my mommy and uh, called her earlier and now I'm looking for a basket for, for my clothes um, and uh, you know it's just mother's day is one of those days where we just need to take the time and and say thank you to to our moms because you know without them we wouldn't be here this is true you know we wouldn't be here yes hey this is very true i posted something on my facebook wall today and uh it's it's kind of about a a possible cure that uh some danish scientists are uh working on and it looks like it might be ready in a couple months and have, have you heard about this? I, I have saw some of the headlines. I haven't been able to actually read it. I had a, a busy weekend this weekend, so I haven't actually had to a chance to actually sit down and read it. Okay, so so, so here's the thing. Tell us quickly. They're they're able to coax the virus out of the reservoirs and stimulate the body's own immune system to kill it. It's proved really successful extremely successful in, in the lab and preliminary uh, results from their human trials right now are promising. So the, 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 the deal is, is that if this happens in the next few months, this could be a game changer for a lot of people. This, now, again, this isn't a vaccine. It's actually a cure. Right. So that means those of us who are spending all kinds of money on medication and uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, you know, medication and doctor's visits and things like that, it it all goes away. Right. No. Well. Well. Let's hope. You know, keep our fingers crossed and hope that this is, you know, more than just some headline that we're reading over and over again. So hopefully this will work. But um, I know. You know. It's, and, and like I said, you know, in my post, I said, you know, the, the word cure is thrown around so much. But then yeah. reading the, the study and, and, and what they've been doing, it's, it, it's, um, it's, uh, it's exciting. These are exciting times. Yes, I think we're, we're getting closer and closer, and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be around to see a cure because I think it's something that is 
so obtainable in our in our lifetime. Um, well, but I do. It could be happening this year. That's right. So let's let's, like I said, keep our fingers crossed. Exactly. Um, tonight we have a, a jam-packed show for you. We have three wonderful women who are living with HIV and are also mothers, and they're going to come on and they're going to share their personal story um, about telling their children and how they deal with being a mother that's HIV positive and, you know, what it's like to be a mother because obviously me and Jeremy, uh, that is something that we're not able to even imagine. Um, Jeremy, I'm getting, oh, I can imagine. I'm getting a lot of feedback from you, so I don't know if it's um, – what, but it's it's kind of loud, so I apologize. Oh, I'm standing next to the dryer, that's why. All right, well, let's find out the best place to stand when you're hosting a show. <laughs> oh, procrastinate. Um, but we have three great um, women coming on. We have Janine Brignola coming on to share her story before, Michelle Anderson, and also Jennifer Price. So I have um, Janine on hold now, so let's bring Janine on, and she can uh, talk a little bit about what it's like being an HIV-positive mother. I'm going to put Jeremy on hold for one second because there's a little bit of feedback issue. Uh, Hello, Janine. Are you there? I am. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm hopefully – we're having a little bit of feedback issue with Jeremy's sound, so I just want to – See if he's okay. Jeremy, are you there? I, I'm here now. I moved away from the dryer. Yeah, there's a little bit of – okay, you're good. So, um, yeah, happy Mother's Day, Janine. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So what did you do? Anything special today? Um, I got together with my best friend and her mother and grandmother and my mother and my son and her kids. And I'm still over here. I'm sitting in my car right now. <laughs> and we just had a – we had a we cooked out and just hung out. You're not driving, are you? No, I'm just sitting in my car. <laughs> okay. There's like six just kids in the house, sure. so <laughs> you know, there's just a bunch of kids, and I don't want to. I didn't want a lot of noise in the background. Right, right. Oh, unlike me, where I'm standing at a very noisy <laughs> laundry mat. <laughs> <laughs> this is realness, right, y'all? <laughs> right. <laughs> This is what happens every day. So, so Janine, tell us a little bit about, um, give us a, a, a kind of a, a quick wrap-up, because we have you for 20 minutes, uh, about when you were diagnosed. Um, I was diagnosed when I was about three months pregnant, and, um, yeah, <laughs> um, I had, I got on, you know, medication, about two weeks after that, and I had a regular child birth. I did not um, deliver via C-section, and um, obviously, like you guys know, but my son is fine. He's negative, and, you know, he did the follow-up care afterwards, and he was fine. So, So let me ask you this. Did you know that you were pregnant before you were diagnosed? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 before you were already planning to be a mother, you were probably kind of excited, um, you know, and anxious and nervous at the same time because you were going to become a new mom. Um, what was that when you were diagnosed? What was that like to to, to have that kind of, I guess, uh, kind of like storm rain on your parade? I guess. Um, you know, I've said this a lot of times, but. When I found out, I didn't know anything about HIV. Um, I just knew, like, from going in and getting tested on a regular basis for STDs and, um, like, people were always like, oh, you don't want that. Like, and I thought, you know, like, that was, if you got it, it would kill you, you'd die. You know, the, the, I generally had, like, what the general stereotypes are. Um, and that I'd get really sick, you know, that kind of stuff. I didn't think that there was a possibility of me being able to have my son without giving him HIV, and so, I mean, like, when I went to the doctors and I found out that that was possible, um, as long as I took the medication that was prescribed to me and I adhered to the medication in the manner of which it was prescribed, that that was a chance, um, or basically it was a guarantee, um, you know, that was, that was nice to know because when I first found out, I've, you know, I've said many times before, but 
the day that I found out, I stood in my kitchen with a knife to my wrist, and the only reason I didn't kill myself is because I was pregnant. So that is where I was at when I found out. I see. Wow, that's, Jeremy, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm here. So, okay. so tell. So, Jenny, what do you think about the possibility of this of the of the Danish um, scientist coming up with a cure? I think that that sounds fantastic, but I do not want to get ahead of myself and start thinking that um, it's going to happen. I think that it's obviously a possibility that they have found, you know incredible breakthroughs. I just actually wrote a paper and did a presentation for a class on this. Um, I think it's fantastic and there's a lot of possibility, but I don't think that, I think as activists we need to be careful and as advocates we need to be careful and not get ahead of ourselves and say too many things because there are people out there that hear that and they think, oh, well, it's okay because they say there's going to be a cure. So it's okay if I'm not careful and I go get HIV. And, you know, like we know, there's a lot more that comes with having HIV than just, you know, the possibility of a cure or just being on medication. You know, there's so much more that comes with it. True. That's very, very true. So tell us a little bit about how you You're having some feedback. I'm trying to mute Jeremy. Um, uh, there's a little bit of feedback, Jeremy. Sorry. Uh I wanted to see, how, how did you explain this to your child as, you know, because how old is your son now? He's six now. Okay, and he's freaking adorable. Let me just tell you that. When we were at the last eight, I <laughs> cutest thing, so cute. I just wanted to pinch him. Um, but how did, you tell him about, how did you tell him about mommy being HIV positive? Like, how did you break that down to him? I've just always told him, um, like, since as far back as I can remember, that, you know, mommy's Mommy has an illness, and I just tell him that Mommy has bugs in her blood that are very, very tiny, and you can't see them, and you don't have those bugs. And because you don't have them, I don't want you to get sick, so you can never touch Mommy's blood, and you can never touch, like, use like razors or toothbrushes or, or Band-Aids or anything like that. Um, I've gotten more comfortable with, like, preparing food and different things, but for a couple years, like, I was really neurotic, and I would always have to wash my hands, and I was really just I was always afraid because I always wanted to make sure like that I had clean hands and when he was a baby like I you know taken a bath with him a couple times and I would freak out and be like oh my god and I know like I know how HIV is transmitted but you know I would always freak out about that and he as he's gotten older he's um, actually just started asking a lot more questions um, which has been interesting because I had to explain to his kindergarten teacher at teacher conferences that I am HIV positive and if he ever says anything, that is why, because he will say things once in a while to friends, and I've had to explain to him, like, you know, you have to be careful because not everyone needs to know that. Um, well, what would he say? And, um, oh, gosh, like the other a couple weeks ago, we were outside, and um, his friends were in the back, and we were on our back patio, and there's a creek behind our house, and they were back there playing, and somebody said something, and he was like, oh, they were talking about spiders that they saw in the creek. And he was like, well, my mommy has bugs in her blood. And I was like, Fred, it's <laughs> 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 not necessarily, you know, because he doesn't understand. But I'm like, that's not necessarily a good thing. And, you know, I just had to explain it to him. Um, just like, you know, it's not something that is a bad thing, but that's not something that you need to tell your friends, and that's not something that you need to talk about because that's private. Right. Although I'm not so, private at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so true. So, so how have you been since you've been on the show? Um, fantastic. <laughs> Lots of life and fun times and different things. I don't know. You don't know. So, so you, your son was at the conference that we were at in January. What was um? one of the things that he, like, what do you tell him you're there doing? Oh, he knows. And this is this is hilarious because um, his teacher, uh, they, they filled out, like, they did these things for Mother's for Mother's Day. And one of the things was, like, it, was, it asked a bunch of questions, and then there was an open space or blank space for them to write an answer, and she actually wrote the answers. But um, 
the first one was, you know, what's your mommy's occupation? And he said, she needs, oh, she needs to get a job or something like that. <laughs> and then later on down the list, it said, and he gave me this this morning, and later, like, down the list, it said, um, what does your mommy work hard at? And he put, his answer was speaking about AIDS. Wow. And I was like, I, I and I actually sent his teacher an email to wish her a happy Mother's Day earlier. And I sent her an email. I said, isn't it a thing that I work hard at speaking about AIDS, but it's not my occupation? <laughs> like, just, you know, how kids think. And it, so it was just interesting. But, um, you know, he knows. Um, I don't, obviously, he's six years old. He was five years old at the conference. So he can't wrap his mind around everything. But he knows that. You know, he's seen me. I've been on commercials and billboards, and he's seen it. And he's seen magazines that I've been in and, like, just different stuff like that. So he'll sit there, and he'll be like, my mommy's famous. And <laughs> it, it's, like, it's funny. But uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm famous for having AIDS. <laughs> like, right. But anyways, but and I don't have AIDS. I have HIV, but you know what I mean. Right. But, um, no, I understand. No, he just, you know, he just thinks that he actually thinks that it's a really good thing, but you know, I I I um have always educated him to try to be free thinking and to make his own judgments about things. And I tell him that, you know, like it's it, it doesn't matter like what people's circumstances are. Like I've taken him um on different like marches and rallies for like the Occupy movement. I've taken him to stuff for LGBTQ rights, like different things that they've had in Omaha, like rallies and events. So and I took, you know, I took him to the conference. So he's very aware that I am someone who, if I think that something is wrong, I will stand up and I will say, like, this is not okay. And so hopefully it just teaches him that. And, you know, I do worry about, like, as he gets older and some of the repercussions that may come and some of the teasing he may go through as he gets older in school. But I just hope that I can teach him that I am proud of who I am and, I don't have an issue with it, and I know some people are not going to like me because of it, but that's okay, and I hope that I can kind of teach that to him, that, you know, he just needs to be himself and stand up for what he believes in, and if people don't like it or if people don't, you know, want to say kind things to him because of it, that that's okay. Like, they can do that because he's responsible for him and what he says and does. He's not responsible for them. Right. No, I totally – I totally – Agree, and I think that having a mom like you is great, and I think what you do is important, and, um, you know, it is very cool of a mom thing to do, I think, to ha- teach your, you know, children with an open mind. So many parents nowadays seem to, um, you know, pass their judgment or their um, hate on, basically, to uh, their children, and I, I think it's important. I think a lot of uh, the issues start with how you are raised and, and the type of parent that you are. And I hope one day to be a parent, and I think, Janine, that you're a great parent. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. At the at the award dinner, um, Aaron, um, Aaron Laxton, um, he was like, he was watching me, and my son had an eyelash dropped. And this is like, this is very significant to me, but an eyelash dropped, and I like picked it up, and I said, blow it and make a wish. And he was like, Oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, you know, you're so harsh sometimes. You are, you come off like almost abrasive and you stand up and you're like, get out of my way and I have something to say. And he's like, to see how soft you are with your son, he was like, that's just really nice. And, you know, I thought that was one of the nicest compliments that I'd ever gotten because, you know, I know, um, you know, I mean, being an activist, you know what it's like. You know, you end up, you have to, like, scream to knock down doors and to make people listen to you and listen to, like, hey, there's a problem. Um, and so after a while, I think maybe it does harden you to a certain extent. But I am not that way with my son at all. So that was really nice. It was a really big compliment to me. Do you do you get any kind of repercussion from, like, other mothers? Um. Well, when I was pregnant, my ex-best friend told me that I should have an abortion and that I was selfish for wanting to have my son. Um, I mean, what are the chances of an HIV-positive mother having a child that is negative? If they take the medication and they adhere to the medication that they're supposed to be taking in the way that they're supposed to, the chances are almost, it's like 0.02% or something like that. So, I mean, it's almost impossible. Um 
and I mean, that, that may be a stupid question, but it's a question that somebody like myself, I, I don't really spend a lot of time looking into women right. and HIV because it doesn't affect me personally. I spend obviously more time focused on things that will affect me reading, but I'm always curious about like what the chances are and, and how that possibility is because a lot of people who are diagnosed HIV positive um, may you know, think that they can't have children because they're going to pass the virus on. So you're just one example of how that, you know, can not happen. Well, the thing is, like, it depends on if the ma- if the it's the, the male or the female who's positive. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. if the female's positive, like, they need to take medication. Um, if it's the male, like, they need to cleanse, they need to get the sperm cleaned. They need to get it washed um, to separate um, the sperm from the semen. Um, and then, you know. If it's the female, like, you know, you still have to take the medication, but once you have the child, like, you don't don't breastfeed because that that's what happens in a lot of third-world countries. Even if they have access to care and they have access to the medications, they might not have access um, long enough or they might not be undetectable, and they don't have programs that are in place to come in and give formula and stuff like that. So these mothers are faced with, well, do I watch my child starve to death or give them breast milk that is probably going to infect them with HIV? You know, I mean, and in America, we have a luxury that we do not have to deal with that. We do not have to make those kind of hard choices. So I think, you know, there's no reason why um, there's a lot of women that don't think that they would have ever been exposed, so they don't think that they need to go get tested while they're pregnant because, oh, that couldn't be me. There's no chance. Mm -hmm. I mean, that also goes into the fact of, well, who are most at risk? Women most at risk here are women in long-term or long-term relationships or in marriage. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. You have to change the stereotypes and stigmas, and you have to make sure people are aware, and you have to make sure that women, when they're pregnant, they're getting tested, and they're not saying, oh, well, I could never have been exposed to that. I was with two men in, like, a four-year period, over four years. I never would have thought that I would have got HIV. You know what I mean? So it's just very important, I guess. So, so here's a question I have for you. A friend of mine uh, recently had a ch- had a baby, um, and you know she breastfeeds. And breastfeeding is something that is very intimate, very um, that connects the mother and the child. Um, do you feel that not being able to obviously, you know, since you were pregnant, not being able to breastfeed because you were HIV positive, do you feel like you were missing out on something, or do you feel like that like that that type of bond is something that you, you know that you weren't able to have because you know, I mean, like, how did you feel about not being able to breastfeed? Because that's something that mothers, you know, hold dear to right. kind of connect with their child. Right. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because there's a lot of times that I will think of that. Like, I go on Pinterest a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll look at stuff, and they'll have, like, once in a while, they'll have like, a picture of, like, a woman breastfeeding, and I'll be like, and it kind of makes me sad. You know, it does. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't think that I could have any bond stronger than what I have with my son already. I don't think that it would have changed anything um, because I, you know, I mean, literally he saved my life, literally, because I was pregnant. Um, and, you know, just in so many ways, like, he's he's given me, like, such a new outlook on life. And, you know, he's taught me about love and he's taught me about so many things, just being a child. And you know, so I don't think I could have had a stronger bond. But, yeah, it does bother me. Like, I wish that I would have been able to to do that and I don't know um, I don't really know how to put it into words or explain it other than that to be honest no no that makes you know it makes sense I was just curious it kind of just hit me because you were talking about breastfeeding and I it just hit me that HIV positive mothers are not able to do that and I know that my friend Melissa who just had a baby is that that breastfeeding is is, is a connection for her and, and she kind of like she she gloats about it and it's something that's important to her and I don't know I just wanted to know how that affected you so I, I guess the last question that we have for you, because um, we have some other fabulous women calling in like yourself, uh, tell us what advice would you give to somebody who maybe is, is pregnant and just found out that they were HIV positive? Or maybe that they already have a child and they just found out. Well, I would just tell them that if if you're pregnant and you just found out, please make sure that you take the medication. It sucks. I would I was sick a lot. I had to force feed myself a lot. Um, it was some of the hardest things that I, like, one of the hardest things I've ever done. But at the same time, um, I knew, like, that it was guaranteed that my son, well, I didn't know it would guarantee it back then, but I knew that that, that was the strongest 
possibility, you know, possible way that he could not get it. Um, and now knowing what I know, I know that if you have HIV and you're pregnant and you take the medication like you're supposed to take it, your baby will not get HIV. So you need to make sure you do that above anything else. And then I would say if you have a child and you found out that you have HIV, um, or if you're pregnant or whatever, but, um, you know, you still, like, love that child and, you know, no matter what, um, be thankful and don't worry about, like, things that you need to worry about as much. I think it's up to each person whether they want to disclose to their children or not. I think, for me, it was really important to. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's, that's dependent on, independent on each person. But, um, you know, give your child a chance. And don't give up on yourself because that's something I've seen with a lot of women with HIV is uh, they tend to, like, kind of give up on themselves because they find out and they're so overwhelmed by it and they're so depressed and saddened by it. And I think one of the most important things that they can know is that you still can live a wonderful, fantastic life with HIV and your your child still has a chance at life too. So don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your child either. There you go. You have it there. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for sitting in with us and, and sharing a little bit about being an HIV-positive mother, and I hope you had a great Mother's Day. Thank you very much. Thanks, right. Janine. Sorry, Thanks, sorry for Sorry for being in the laundromat. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. Thanks, All right. Have a great night, guys. You too. Bye-bye, honey. Happy Mother's right. Day. Thank you. All right. So let's take a quick break, and we come back. We're coming back with the fabulous Michelle Anderson. So we will be right back. What's going on out here? We got changes to make. It's time to wake up for humanity's sake. Break the silence today before it's too late. AIDS is affecting us, disrespecting us. I'm going to go get tested. It's a simple maneuver. It's not about the past. It's about my future. I'm not trying to miss it. I won't be a statistic, so I protect myself whenever I'm intimate. At this moment, I decided to have a plan. It's time to take a stand, because AIDS, I'm greater than. This is Senior Chaos, and this was my deciding moment. Tell us yours at greaterthan.org. All right, and Jeremy, you with me? I'm with you. I'm, I'm going between... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting kisses well, at the moment. Good. Well, we, yeah. I, have, um, I have our next guest on show. Let's uh, welcome the fabulous Michelle Anderson. Hello, Michelle. Hello. How are y'all? Good, girl. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Did you, did you do anything special? No, I they served. I got served breakfast in bed. Oh, well, that's nice. Um, it was very nice. Unfortunately, it wasn't for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it still counts. It's still nice. <laughs> and um, I just got to, I just got to eating a, a bowl of um, cereal. <laughs> It kind of settle my stomach. I like cereal. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I I ate it with um uh the um almond milk. Ooh. Good. You know what would be good? Cocoa puffs okay. with almond milk. You know what? I'm just gonna try that. That might just be good. <laughs> Cocoa pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles or Cocoa Cocoa uh, Cocoa Krispies, Krispies. anything with cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you know, uh, me being um, the plus size woman that I am, I'm liable to eat the whole um, box of cereal, so because <laughs> that's like my all-time favorite. <laughs> cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> it's not a good thing to me. <laughs> I love Cocoa Pebbles. Uh. <laughs> so, Michelle, how have you been? I've been good. I just graduated yesterday with one of two degrees, and Ooh. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I didn't cry. I did really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just, you know, when you think about HIV, and, you know, at times you get you, you, you internalize so much stigma, 
that, you know, people tend to think that they won't be able to reach their dreams. And I'm here to say you can do whatever you want to do, HIV or not. That is HIV true. And, uh, you, you know, you're able to succeed. You're able to live a productive life, you know. And, you know, we're not throwaway people because that's what society says that we are. No, no, damn that. I'm going to do everything that they say I can't do and then some. Mm-hmm. I hear you. So, so, so take us back. Tell us, <laughs> for people who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about um, when you were diagnosed and, and what that time was like for you. Um, I was uh, diagnosed in 1999. I was in a rehab, and um, I went to take the test. Uh, it was free, and that allowed me the opportunity to get out of the group because I got tired of being in the group all day. And I never really thought about the risk factors because I never thought that, you know, it, it didn't speak to me. The messaging didn't speak to me. Then they were still pushing it as a gay white man's disease you know, and that black folk didn't get it, you know. And so I just went to the test, you know. And um, it was a blood draw, and you had to wait two weeks. And uh, it came back, and the lady said, it doesn't look good. And I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't look good? And she walked out the room, and I knew then that I was HIV positive. The first thing I said was, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Screw this rehab, I need to get high, I need to drink, I need to do whatever I need to do to not feel the pain that I was feeling. And it was was very devastating for me, very devastating for me, having to go and tell my family and my children. It was um, the first person I told was my mother. And she said, well, if you hadn't been doing what you were doing, you wouldn't uh, be where you are today. And she hung up the phone on me. And I remember hanging the phone up and just crying and crying so deep. It was just rooted in my soul that I just knew that I had lost everything. I had lost wow. my family. Now, at that and, time when you were diagnosed, were you, did you have children already? Yes, I had uh, three children. Three children. And, three okay, children. so how did you tell, how did you break it down to them? Or did you? Well, I, again, I... I was in rehab, and so I was able to call them um, like within the next couple of days. And um, my other kids were kind of young, but I told my oldest daughter at the time, and I told her I was HIV positive, and, you know, then they really didn't grasp what I was saying. Right. Until later on, until they got a little bit older. And um, it has a, believe it or not, kids are resilient. And my daughter, my oldest daughter, understood what I was saying then as I got older. And, you know, she asked me all the questions, are you going to die, you know, um, what do you have to do to get better and things like that. And, um, you know, we began to have those talks. I began to educate her on HIV and and everything from what I knew at the time because I didn't know very much then either until I started getting educated on it. So to the to now it's like it's nothing, it's no big deal. Right. They're like my 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 whole they're, they're my number one fans, all three of them. They they just they take it all in stride. But I think you know when you tell your kids at a younger age, they're more able to accept what's going on, you know, and and deal with the issues. Well, I, I see a question here in the chat room from uh, uh, Jason. And it says, what has been the mother's experience with their doctors informing them of the many, many ways they can lessen transmission risk during pregnancy and labor? Say that again. (laughs) Right? That was a mouthful. Uh, What has been been your experience with the doctors informing you of the many ways that you can lessen the transmission risk during the pregnancy and during labor? What are many ways? Um, well, because I didn't have, I haven't had, all my kids are already born. And so um, I have to speak on what I have been taught. And um, one of the things that, oh, that's a long question. I'm trying to remember what you said. <laughs> break it break in the half for me. Tell me the first part. Um, it says, what has been the mother's experience with the doctors? So has the doctors informed you of ways that you can kind of uh, lessen uh, the transmission risk, did they give you good information, you know, while you were pregnant? Did they tell you what you can do to not transmit it to the, the baby and so on? 
Well, one of the things, uh, again, uh, since I already have my children, I'm going from the educational level. Uh, right, what right. I, yeah, what I've learned about uh, one of the things I've learned is that, you know, you have to uh, take your medication, you know, uh, while you're pregnant uh, to lower the risk of your baby being born with HIV. And I do, uh, from what um, I have read and and seen, that um, that is uh, the way for your child not to, you know, become, become positive. And then they put them on medicine, I think, was it six weeks after the baby is born? and stuff, uh, oral medication to make sure that the baby doesn't seroconvert. Right. Uh, from what the information appears to be really good, you know, um, it gave it gave a lot of women hope who thought, you know, who were younger, or who, who, thought, who, who thought about wanting to have a family, and they gave women who are HIV positive hope that they could still be able to live, again, live that productive life, be able to procreate, be able to have a family, be able to have somebody in their life as far other than the significant other to love them back. I think it it was great. Right, 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 right. And what was the second part? No, that was it. That was it. Actually, he said the second part. He thinks oh, never part of you. Said the second part. Well, he realized that that you already actually had your children before you were um, diagnosed. So he actually his question would go towards somebody who was actually uh, diagnosed and then pregnant. Oh, you know okay, okay. So yeah, what are some of the things? Get them out. They were already here. <laughs> <laughs> What are um, some of the um, the difficulties that you have? Your kids are how old now? Ooh, 26, 22, and 18. Wow. Yeah, my, so, my kids so are they're, grown. They're, they're, they're old enough they now that they're grown that they know better. And how how is you know how are they now with your HIV positive status? Because they're they're older, so somebody now is is getting is somebody is getting diagnosed now, and they're you know have kids that are grown. I kind of want to give them some sort of like input to 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 ease their minds that they're going to be able to get past this, and that their kids will will be somewhat supportive. So, how are are your kids supportive now, or? Oh, my kids have always been supportive. Um, I guess again because I started educating them on HIV and STDs. And stuff, and it was just it was just so neat to be able to see all those different seeds I had planted in them. And I think my daughter was like 15 years old, and she came with her boyfriend one day, and she says, "Mom, we need to talk to you." I said, "Okay, what what do you need to talk about?" And she said, oh, "We want to have sex." And I, they had to take me up off the floor because I was shocked that they would. My daughter just came to me and just talk, you know, openly with me about um, sex because that's what I did for them. You know, it was not a taboo conversation, you know, because I wanted to be able to tell them about sex and that, and that it was a good thing. It's told to feel good. It was made to feel good. And there's nothing wrong with having sex. But if you're going to have sex, at least come to me and let's talk about it. Let's get you some protection or whatever. You know, a lot of parents think that that may be the wrong thing to do. But you know what? My daughter is still healthy to this day and has not, you know, gotten any STD, STD or HIV. Um, my kids are, my, my, my daughters have been very supportive. Um, when I work for AIDS Healthcare Foundation, so we do condemnation, and they are quick to come out and help me pass out condoms and disseminate information regarding HIV. Well, let me so just they, say one they thing. Are, they are well, all well, for it. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what what you call that, your daughter coming to you and, and talking to you about that, that is called being a good parent. That is called being a good mom. And I applaud you for that because so many parents are so feel awkward talking to their kids about sex and, 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 and drugs and, 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 you know, HIV, any kind of things, using condoms. They, they shy away from it. And, and talking to your kids about things that are, you know, taboo or things that make you feel uncomfortable is only going to make your kid more comfortable to come to you in those situations when they feel uncomfortable. So I applaud you. You're a fabulous mother. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? I wanted to be the one to tell them because, you know, there's somebody waiting on them to tell them something wrong, something different. 
And so I'm going to make sure that they have the right information. All the information on, you know, online, you know, picking it up in magazines, looking at it on TV. There are this all this information, information, information. But I wanted to make sure that I left that door open so that they can come and ask me anything. Without that conversation, your kids that you know, that puts your kids at risk. Mm-hmm. To becoming infected, not just infected, you know, with HIV, STD, but just pregnancy in general. So we have to have these conversations with our children, regardless of how it makes us feel, because you know what? It's not about us. We done did it. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. done. And so, you know, you're big time. And, so, and ain't nothing changed. As a matter of fact, they're doing it bigger than I am. You know, they make me blush. So, <laughs> so I have to be, you know, the one, right, to be like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how we're going to do it. Because, you know, I could say, no, don't do that. It's nasty all day long. What's the first thing they're going to do? The same thing we did. We're going to try. Mm-hmm. We're going to try because our friends are having sex, and they come and tell us, ooh, you know, it felt it good. It was, and it was a lie straight from the pits to hell because the first time I had sex, it was horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was scared. I was scared and shaking and crying. <laughs> Right, right. So I wanted to make sure they have the right information to protect themselves. And to this day, they are remembering those conversations and they're still protecting themselves and they're still doing what they're supposed to do. And they have me as a reference. They don't want to be like me because they have to see me take my pills. They have to see me when I get sick. So they don't want that. And I don't want them to have that. So I'd rather be that model for them versus, you know, again, Somebody else out there on the street who's waiting on them to tell them something different. So, what what advice do you have for uh, new mothers who happen to be HIV positive? The advice I have for for new mothers who are HIV positive is to realize that they're not alone. And that, you know, there are people out there, you know, they are, you know, struggling. There are people out there like myself, like um, Janine. Uh, we're, we're here, you know, to, to give more support, to answer any questions that there may be that you may have. There are a lot of um, women-centered organizations across the U.S. who can also help, you know, uh, giving you information on how to take care of yourself and your baby. Um, there's no, you know, with this disease happening, going on for 30 plus years and all the information out there, there should be no reason to be afraid. There should wow. not be a reason to, to be afraid of anything. Um, uh, HIV is just what it is. It's just HIV. It's a diagnosis. Yep. Y'all know Absolutely. y'all asked one person the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. <laughs> when, that, when she had that baby, that's what she for a mother. That's what a woman does. That's what a mother does. That's who, what somebody does. You know, we procreate, and just because you're HIV positive, that doesn't make that any different. Agreed. It doesn't make Agreed. It any different. Yeah. Michelle. Yeah. Thank you for so, your time. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe we've we've blown through all of this. I mean, we, we have another guest that we're going to bring on. This is crazy having three guests. Um, I love the, it. The, the, the time cool. just goes so so quickly. <laughs> um, but, Michelle, thank you again for coming on, and, ha- ha- and, and happy, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. I want to say that to you, too. Don't you have um, some, oh, some, yeah. a baby at home? <laughs> huh? Yeah, a furry one. I got a furry one, but, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no children. Um, unlike, unlike some no, people. No, I'm talking about um, puppies, your baby. Oh, yeah. She's she came over. She gave me yeah. kisses. She's curled up on the couch right now. Aww. Yeah. And then as Aww. soon as we finish with the next segment, I have to run out to the laundry mat again. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for having me on, y'all. I love y'all. Love we you love too, you Michelle. Too, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. So All right. Uh, so, what's that? I was going to take a quick break and, and play the yep. PSA, and then we can bring Jennifer on. Okay, sounds good. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good, but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love, and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS, but always greater. 
I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvelyn Brown, and I am greater than AIDS. Alrighty, and we are back live. Jeremy, are you there? I'm here. Are you there? All right. Yeah, I'm here. We're here. So who are we bringing on next? I think we're bringing on Jennifer Price. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Jennifer Jennifer Price, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. How are y'all? Y'all? Where are you at? Y'all. I'm in Texas. Texas. another Texas, like Michelle. Oh, we got three. We got three Southern Bells tonight, Jeremy. Three. Yeah, Janine's from Oklahoma. Oy vey. <laughs> so Jennifer. Oy vey. You know, you know what they say in the South. So, how big is your hair, Jennifer? Not very. I don't do the big hair. <laughs> you don't do the big hair, so that means you're not close to God. No, not really, because I don't like the big hair. Too much hairspray. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. And and thank you for being part of this special Mother's Day um, episode. Um, So so tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? What are you doing? What are you wearing? All that jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now I'm cooking a pizza for my children um, and wondering – through the house and <laughs> trying to keep them quiet and out of my way. <laughs> well, I have my stepson who's 16 here and my daughter who's nine. Okay. So they're the ones that live so, with me. So when you were diagnosed, tell us a little bit about what that was like. And did you have children beforehand or were they after? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, um, well, I was married to my first husband um, when I was diagnosed. I had gotten a call from my mom telling me that um, my ex before him was in the hospital dying. And so I went and got tested. And it was, I actually talked to um, my first doctor about tying my tubes because I was so scared about having a child while being positive. And he told me he wouldn't do it because I was under 25 and had no children. And then he he's the one who educated me about the medications and about how good the, um, you know, how good the, the stats were on having a negative child. And that gave me hope. I then my first husband and I separated and I met my uh, current um, significant other. We haven't quite made it official yet we're working on that um we've been together 10 years now and he knew from the beginning i was positive and then we got surprised with our daughter and um yeah so i took my meds and she turned out negative that's awesome awesome. she's got her own challenges though she's also a a high-functioning autistic so oh Okay. I have I have my own mothering challenges without having anything else going on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't trade her for anything. She's awesome. And how old is she? She's nine now. And she'll and, be ten in um, December. So so for for some of us, we know what autism is and, and does. What is a high functioning autistic? <laughs> A high-functioning autistic is one that um, she's got a photographic memory, and she doesn't do, you know, there's always all the stereotypes like Rain Man and stuff. She's not Uh like that. She can hold a a regular conversation with you. Most people don't even realize until they start really listening to her that she's any different Uh than anybody else. And... um, She'll have her own struggles. She has a little bit of problems with school, but they have, um, for her areas where she has problems, she goes to a special classroom, and they help her with those, and her testing is uh, specialized as well. But for the most part, she's in a uh, general education class with the other children, and um, she has a para there that helps her and the other children that are from her special needs class that are also in the general education class. That's real big here is to keep them in with the rest of the kids. It helps decrease the bullying, I think. 
because they start from kindergarten on being with the children rather than being mm-hmm. segregated from them. And uh, she's just, she can do a lot of things, but some things she still needs help with. And for the most part, she's learning even how to be independent from that. They have hoped that once she gets grown, she'll actually be able to live independently and um, have a job and take care of herself. That's, that, that is awesome. I, I think that's great. That's great. So how does, um, how do your, how does your kids react to uh, the fact that you're HIV positive? How did you tell them? Well, with my stepdaughter, I have a 22-year-old stepdaughter as well, and I have uh, a grandbaby from her and another on the way. Um, but with her, I took, because I had already written my story out on who's positive, I sat her down in front of the computer. She was a teenager, and I had her read it, and she told me how proud she was of me, and she's always taken it to heart, everything I had to say with it. With my stepson, he was about eight years old, and his mother had found out that I was positive, um, and she actually asked me to, when he was spending the summer with us, he was still living with her at the time, um, she asked me to sit down and talk to him about it, and he didn't quite grasp it at that time. He knew uh-huh. it wasn't something you wanted, and he and I talked about it, and I've kept an open dialogue about it over the years, and he actually told him if I ever found out he was having unprotected sex, I'd be making an appointment with my infectious disease doctor, and he would be going with me, and it would be actually an appointment for him to have a discussion with her about it. And uh-huh. I, yet he's... Yes, ma'am. He knows I'm not kidding when it comes to that. And, <laughs> yeah. But we still keep an open dialogue about it. Oh, and great. my daughter, she's known nothing different. She's always gone with me to my appointments. Um, she's gone with me to get my blood drawn. She's seen every everything from the time she was a baby. And this is all she knows is that mama has something that makes her sick to where she has to go to the doctor a lot. And she understands now. I've told her it's HIV. She and she's okay with it. And my stepson, actually, when he heard some some of the myths and stuff from kids his own age, and they were, like, spreading them at school, he was like, they're ignorant. And he yeah. corrected them. Oh, that's great. And he's, because he's he's been, you know, I've been open about it since I since he was eight. So he... He likes to do that. He likes to correct them. When he hears some misinformation, he corrects it. And um, my daughter, who knows what goes on in her mind? She's in her own world sometimes. So right. um, I haven't heard where she said anything to any of her friends or anything like that. But who knows? Uh, I, she might have. I, I have to say that your son speaking up and correcting these kids that are saying things is amazing. And that just... I have to say it again, it it just shows how great of a parent you are to be open with your son, for him to be able to do that in his own way. He is being an activist and ending stigma by correcting these students who are, you know, speaking inappropriately. So I applaud you as a mother, and then I applaud your son for being an individual, because that takes a lot of strength. Oh, yeah. I, I always tell him how proud I am of him. I congratulate him on that. I told him that was a wonderful thing, and to keep it up. And uh, he's He's just, he's wonderful about it. He's very supportive of everything I do. Um, I've been in talks with um, the health, the lady who's over the health department of their school, as far as like the teaching and stuff. They have a, a program where the kids will be um, CNAs by the time they graduate, and it's a nursing program and, and everything. And I've been talking in talks with her about going and speaking there. And um, he's, I asked him first. And he said, I'm cool with it, you know, because these are people he has to go to school with. And I didn't want him to be uncomfortable with it. And he's like, no, I'm cool with it. And wow. so he, he's like, I don't care. Go do whatever. It's not going to – it doesn't bother me. So I uh, – yeah, like I said, he's he's a great kid. That's awesome. That is great. That is, that's, As a matter of fact, he yeah. got their supper out of the oven for me. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's because he's trying to get into heaven. Uh, <laughs> we know how that is. 
uh, he he he's trying to get into mom's good side on mom's good side. He just got in from his mother's, so he's trying to get on my good side now too because it's the first time he's seen me all Mother's Day. Aww. Oh. <laughs> well, it was his weekend with his mom, so um, I'm good with that. All right. Okay. So so we'll 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 be okay with that then. Yeah. Well, he needs to see her on Mother's Day too. You know, he's got okay. two moms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Excuse me. Sorry about that. God, I'm blessed with mo- one mom. I can't imagine being blessed with two of them. So. Oh well, you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a there's a silver lining somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but to, it's just it, to, it's definitely to, somewhere. <laughs> Well, at least so, he only has to put up with one of us at a time. That's <laughs> so. a good thing, right? I'm sure. <laughs> Lord. So, so tell us a little bit about what made you originally share your story, because I believe that when we, where I first, you know, found uh, you to come on and, and discovered you actually uh, was on Who's Positive. What made you want to do that? Tom. Tom actually made me want to do that because I had just been – I had recently been diagnosed, it was about a year after my diagnosis or so, and I had joined a Yahoo discussion group um, Mm. that was a support group, and then I see this young man who's not much younger than me, and he's telling his story about sharing, you know, he started Who's Positive, he shared his face on a billboard, and I thought, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. And he was actually my inspiration. Well, yeah, and, we, we should have Tom back on again. We haven't had him on in a while, so. But That's he true. was, yeah. I don't think he even realized some, you know, I don't think he even realized it when he asked me to do Who's Positive about how much he actually inspired me to share my story. And um, he's he's an awesome guy. I love Tom. Yeah, those who who don't know who we're talking about, it's Tom Donahue. Uh, he's the founder of whospositive.org. You can check that out online. Um and, and actually, that's where we, we came across you, Jennifer. I mean, we I, I think that you were actually on the show, like, within our first year. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like it's been forever. <laughs> it's been a couple of years since I've been on, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels so good to reconnect with you and, and, you know, to catch up and to know that everything's going good since you've been on. Because, like I said, I went to the archives to look for it so I could try to listen to some of it. And I was like, wow, this is, like, our first year of broadcasting. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I've gone back. I've actually shared that with people so that they could hear my interview with y'all, and wow. been told it was it. You know how inspiring it was, and I just talk in my everyday life too. You know, just people I meet randomly. You know, something will come up. I have a ribbon and um, my bear pin that I got with my uh, dad's eighth bear, eighth bear, um, on my purse. And people will ask me about it, and so I share my story then. And, you know, I recently, I was in Illinois for a friend's wedding, and she had me come talk to one of her classes because she's doing um, stuff in um, the health field, and she had me come and uh, speak to one of her classes. My daughter actually went with me to that one and um, talked to them. That was actually a really great experience. The ladies were so wonderful and asked such great questions i was very happy with it and i want to do it again (laughs) so (laughs) i'm working on it here in town (laughs) no i I think it's amazing what you're doing and i just want to say thank you for taking time out of your mother's day to sit with us and and share a little bit about your story and and what it's like being a a positive mother you know so many people go through that um, if I could ask you one last question is what advice would you give to somebody who is either HIV positive and, and going to become a mother? Um, take your medicine, listen to your doctors, do what they say, and just don't give up. You got you got a little person, you know, either on the way or that you've already had that you're going to have to take care of and you can't you can't give up. You got to take care of them. Mm. You know, and you got to take care of you to take care of them. Right. And, so that's how I live my life. I try to take care of me so I can take care of my kids, and it's paid off. <laughs> oh. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much again for joining us, and uh, we want to wish you a happy Mother's Day here from the radio show. Thank you. Thank you. And Have a good night. Thanks, Jennifer. All right. Night. Bye-bye. Good night. 
Oh, wow. What a great show, Jeremy. Um, I know we're going to go a little uh, bit over time, so you can listen to the rest of the show in the archives. Um, but what an amazing show. Janine, Michelle, and Jennifer coming on and sharing their story, talking about being uh, an HIV-positive mother, something that, you know, women every day who are newly infected think that can't happen and will never happen to them. What what hope? Exactly. What hope? And, uh, again, I apologize to all of our listeners for doing laundry. Hey, it happens. We all got to do laundry sometimes. I'm just procrastinating <laughs> more than others. <laughs> but um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I kind of like the three guest thing, and I think uh, maybe we're going to try to uh, mix up the format and, and bring you some more guests every night uh, when we're here live on Sunday. So uh, have a great night, everyone. For more information on uh, Jeremy Dunn, you can go to the fabulous www.positivelyspeaking.com. For more information on myself and to find some of our past radio shows and and make a donation to keep the show up and running, two one. Oh, well, I'm giving out a phone number. Hear me? <laughs> You're going to go to <laughs> www.pausim.com um, and find all the information there. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And to all the mothers, happy Mother's Day. Exactly. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Have a good night.